Welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Tampa Bay. This month, we are celebrating Black History Month. As a part of our commitment to embracing inclusion, we want to highlight some ways visitors and locals alike can explore and learn about Tampa Bay's rich Black history. Discover historic relics at Ursula's History Shop in Tampa Park Plaza. Go on a self-guided walking tour of Tampa Bay's Soul Walk, an African-American heritage trail highlighting the arts. Take a trip to the Tampa Bay History Center's Travails and Triumphs to learn about the tales of the communities and families they established, the challenges they faced, and the victories they achieved. And also, don't forget to mark your calendar for the Black History Reception on February 23rd at the Tampa Bay History Center. Now, let's talk with two members of our community who are influencing Tampa Bay's history as we speak. Thanks for joining. I'm Santiago C. Carrada, President and CEO of Visit Tampa Bay. All right, take it away, Serena. Thank you so much, Santiago. It's time for another exciting episode of Unlocking Tampa Bay and this month's treasure, Black History Month. Wow, such richness and diversity in this vibrant city. And I would like to start by raising a glass to C.J. Thompson, yes. the owner of Booze and Bubbles. I love it. Booze and Bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Booze and Bubbles. But you started out as an epidemiologist. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're going to get to that okay. in just a moment. Okay, yeah. But let's start with Booze and Bubbles. Tell us all about your business. So Booze and Bubbles is pretty much, she is a, a unique drinking experience. So I tried to make something that was luxury, that was something different in the market. Um, I found a void in the market that was missing here in Tampa Bay, just in the Tampa, the central Florida area. And I told my husband, I was like, babe, you know, I think we should do this, <laughs> right? And he was like, Baby, you can do whatever you want. Oh, you we can just love do him. it. I, I love we, him. We love him. I love him so much. <laughs> I really do. So, um, you know, we researched it and, you know, we just went head and heels into um, doing booze and bubbles. And, you know, we're premier bartending service. We serve all types of luxury events. Not just, I don't want to just say pinpoint luxury events, but corporate events, real estate openings. You name it, we can do it. And and you're on wheels, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So tell, tell us the name of the bus. It's so okay. cute. Boozy. That's my girl. Yeah, and it's a she. Yeah. I mean, this is just that's my girl. We're all full of love here. It's, you know, Black yeah. History Month, but it's also the month of love. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. That was a great, that was a great yeah. segue. Yes, like don't that. you think? Okay, so... <laughs> So how long has Booze and Bubbles been in existence? So Booze and Bubbles start at the heat of the pandemic. So we came in right in the middle of COVID. I mean, I don't even know. It was all like a blur. Honestly, it was really a blur. It happened so fast. Like as soon as we hit the ground running, it was like... Bam. Yeah. So now this is the point that I want to go back. Okay. When I first introduced you, you started out as an epidemiologist. I mean, you were in public health. I mean, what a pivot. So share that story okay. and how what you what you really set your life on, yeah. how that translated into your business. So, you know, I really want to tell anyone, um, it does not matter your... Um, your background when you start a business. Um, so with me, I graduated my bachelor's in public health. And then when it was time to get my master's, I did a concentration in epidemiology. So epidemiology, study diseases, nothing, nothing medical. I'm not in the hospital. Mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. studying diseases. Um, 
And it took a pivotal point for me. I was just had a newborn baby. Um, you know, my life was kind of upside down. I could have took a job somewhere like out of state, but it would require me to be separated from my family. Mm-hmm. So I took a leap of faith. Really, I, I really took a leap of faith. I prayed about it. I talked to my husband about it. And we just, honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. Let's start there. I had no idea. Like, Still to this day, I'm learning every day. Every day is a new <laughs> moment. Um, but however, I just I just applied the fundamentals of public health, and I love those fundamentals. Yeah. What, it's research, research, network, network mm-hmm. and it's studying. studying. Yes. So for I, you're right with any business a, or anything in your life. Yeah. You can apply that, and clearly, it turns out successful. It does because I feel like people just jump straight in. They don't really research what they're getting into. They just see it and they want to do it. But I feel like if you really put a lot of time into it, research, you study it, you network it in that area, you get more insight and you're more inclined to be successful. Just like school, you have to study to pass the <laughs> test. It's that simple. Right. So, and, yeah. and I love how you also mentioned, though, having faith in yourself and Absolutely. then your family's faith in you. Absolutely. Um, so you are sitting there going through Pinterest, right? <laughs> yes. And so the bus idea comes from you through okay. this? like Through, through Pinterest, <laughs> literally through Pinterest. Like my husband and I was sitting on the couch. I think we were probably eating some cookies because we love cookies. <laughs> we love cookies. I don't know what it is. Um, So we were literally chilling on the couch and um, I was like, babe, look at this. And he was like, babe, that's kind of cool. And I was like, wow, that is kind of cool. I think I kind of like it. And I was like, well, I don't know. You know, I don't really know how to really reach. If I get this business, if I get something like this, how do I put it out there? Like, how will people find out about me? Like it's just me. And so the and the picture was of the bus. Yeah, right? it was like a like a replica of the bus. So I was like, babe, this is kind of cool. So he was like, babe, there's no one in Tampa doing this. You can do this. You got this. He just spoke so much life into me, mm-hmm. and it actually spoke into the business. And I tell anyone without my husband, without Aww. me, without no bulls and bubbles would be here. So that is, it's again, because of him. Yeah, an- another shout out. I know. To your honestly, other well, honestly, I feel like um, you have to have a partner. And mm-hmm. then when I mean a partner, actual team player, like if I'm working all day long, like my husband is home with the, with our son. He's taking care of everything at home and he's even doing his own stuff in real estate development. So for him to even step up, to even believe in me, to take that ownership, like that's just, it's unreal. It's, it's a blessing. Everyone doesn't get to experience that. And I'm very blessed. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's all about partnerships, right? Absolutely. And so continue the story, though, because here you are. Once again, we talk about faith. Yeah. So you turn yeah. to social media. Yeah. And Ooh. you're looking and you're going through social media and doing things, honestly, pro bono. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You want to know something funny? Yeah. Tell us. I, know, I, I am not an extrovert. No. Wait, wait a minute. You are not no. an extrovert? I laugh. I have these this really big smile with all these big teeth in my mouth. But <laughs> I am not an extrovert. I, I had to really find that in myself to really put myself out there. I was like, okay, if I'm going to get this business going, I got to talk to people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So what I did was I hit the ground running. And guess what I did? I slid into everyone's DMs. Good for you. I mean, I this is sl- a great lesson for entrepreneurs. Yes. So... Even though you have such a wonderful outgoing personality, yes, you are you. saying it's not an extrovert, but you're, that side is coming out. Okay. But, you, but because you're introverted, though, what a great way to do it through DMs yeah. that you yeah. can just write, just you write know. It. Yes. It was like, okay, I can just hide behind my profile, you know, <laughs> like just stay back here. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I did. I, I literally 
once I DM them, I would just set up a time to FaceTime to do a, a video call because I wanted to have that more personal experience with everyone. I didn't want to just, hey, my name is CJ, you know, this is what I this is what I do. But I wanted you to know who I who I am, what the business holds, what the value I can add to the business. Because once I have you face to face, yeah, you've got them. That's it. <laughs> so okay, I want I want everybody to wait for this. Okay. Because your first client. Yes. Go ahead, girl. My first client was the Wilds of the Buccaneers. Oh my gosh. It was like maybe 10 of them. And from I believe we started with a hundred followers going into that event. Mm-hmm. Right after that event, we maybe had 300 followers that same day. And since then, I mean, it was just nonstop. Like, literally, we have been very blessed. Like, not only did we service the Buccaneers, we have serviced the hockey team. We've been on Netflix. Two episodes. Yes. Yes. Get out of town. Absolutely. So I was going to say brunching with the Buccaneer wives. And then tell us about Netflix. So Netflix came about um, with the sell in Tampa. Um, So uh, one of my college friends is on the on the show. And um, yeah, she you know, they reached out because I had the champagne walls, you know, Mm -hmm. I was doing champagne walls and they wanted champagne walls for the show. So if you look on the trailer, you will see someone popping a bottle. (laughs) I was popping bottles on TV. That's too cool. That is too cool. So, okay. I do want to point out, so, you know, we start the show, you know, the hidden treasure this month. It's Black History Month. You know, the richness and the diversity. Santiago's like, okay, Serene, (laughs) Black History Month. But I want to to point out, you said to me, Mm -hmm. and it moved me. It touched me so much. And I said, you you said, I don't want just to be known as a Black-owned business. Absolutely. You said in your words, CJ, you said, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm male, female, Black, Absolutely. purple, white. Why was that? Why was? It, why is that so important to you? I think it's important for me because I feel like once someone knows you're a Black-owned business, they try to put you in a box. Hmm. And I'm not saying that, that Black-owned business is going to thrive because we can do anything. It's Black excellence, <laughs> honey, okay? <laughs> However, what I'm saying is, you, you kind of sort of get put in a box. And I didn't want no one to say, oh, you know, Booze and Bubbles is black owned. No, you know, Booze and Bubbles is a luxury bartending company. Everyone wants to be a part of it. Everyone wants it at their event. It's for a premiere service. Not that a black girl owns this company. No, it's because this company right here sets the tone for other companies <laughs> around the area and of the nation. So I have people from all over reaching out to me. So when I first started my the page, I, I wanted to stay behind the brand. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want to really put my face out there because I just wanted to, pe- I wanted people to be a, build a genuine bond with mm-hmm. the company. And we were forced to put our face out there with Yelp because Yelp did a segment on us. And I was like, well, <laughs> cast out the bag. So um, I had to re- end up, you know, showing my face. And we received so much love. And I really do appreciate that because, you know, I just didn't want anyone to judge us. I didn't want no one, I didn't want anyone to devalue our business based on us being black owned. And keep in mind, I stand in my blackness. When I'm there, you know, I'm proud to be a black woman. And one thing about it, this black owned business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like I said, it sets the tone. Sets so, the tone. Yeah. So, and it's wonderful yeah. that you're saying that because it gives a great example 
to anyone out there, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. kids, adults, yeah. you, you know, whatever, because we are a very inclusive Absolutely. city. You know, yeah. I, I'm so proud of Tampa for so many reasons. Absolutely. But a huge part is where, you know, we 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 just love everybody and we love diversity. Absolutely. Isn't it wonderful, though, to celebrate Black History Month? It's beyond wonderful. Um, and I tell anyone, it's not just Black History Month. Every day is Black history. Every day of the year, it is some type of pioneer that has did something to contribute to what, the world we live in today. And yeah, we signify Black history just in one month, but we should celebrate it every single day, not just in February. We should celebrate it in Women's History Month. We should celebrate it when it's Native American Month. Like we all should just celebrate just being one. And I, that's what I preach. Like my, my husband's biracial. So my son means my son is biracial. Mm -hmm. So I teach him. It's just one, you know, and um, but, you know, it's OK to kind of flex on that like history. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, And that's what I, makes it beautiful. It makes it beautiful. It, it makes it beautiful. It makes it so beautiful. Yeah. So I but I, I, I could tell you this. I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, I'm just going around saying I'm black. You know, mm -hmm. no. What I'm telling you is you see me as a black woman in professional setting. Um. You may not treat another counterpart like me because you may see me in a different light. Mm -hmm. However, everyone should be treated the same during Black history, regardless of how you're very successful, regardless if you're even the poorest of the poor. We're all the same. Like, it's just literally all the same. And that is what Tampa is about. Yeah. You know, don't you think? And how do you, how do you feel? Because this is Visit Tampa Bay. Absolutely. And we are talking about tourism and we are continuously breaking records. Oh, Isn't yes. it fantastic? I've seen Tampa... Started with I moved in Tampa maybe 2014 area ish, and I was like, wow, downtown doesn't even look like <laughs> downtown anymore. I don't even know what that is, and um, I'm just I'm so happy to see what Tampa has evolved into be. Like you said, it's very inclusive, very inclusive, very inclusive. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, even with Visit Tampa Bay is so inclusive. I love how they just bring all these organizations together. They're just uh, whether it's a pizza restaurant or mm -hmm. a printing company. Everyone just comes together and we just like, it's like one family, like one business family. And how do you, how do you, how do you think that helps tourism and bringing in people into Tampa? It helps a lot. Keep in mind. So let's say I am, um, it's a large Asian company coming mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the lunar, the lunar new year. They want to feel they have a part of them here. So they want to go, they want to travel to places where they're accepted or they're, you know, where they can feel comfortable. And I feel like Tampa, since it signifies this diversity, it makes people feel welcome coming into Tampa. Like I've seen, uh, we, we do a lot of events at the Tampa Bay Convention Center and I've seen a plethora of different diverse mm. groups come through and they just feel comfortable. You can tell they feel safe. It's like, Oh, it's kind of like home. No wonder everyone wants to move here because it's it's a very diverse city. So speaking of that, yeah. and I love what you said, bringing it back to booze and bubbles. So you continuously see it grow. And of yeah. course, so it's great for locals yeah. and it's great for the tourists, yeah. as you mentioned. Where would you like to see your business? I want to see Booze and Bubbles grow, of course. And I, I took my time with it. I could have expanded maybe a year or two ago. But I wanted to maintain my quality of the business. I didn't want to just go 
jump straight into something and then I lose the quality over quantity. And I don't want that. Like I don't I don't want the quantity. I rather preserve my quality and uphold the integrity of my business. So, but I what we have coming up, we have something very exciting mm. coming up. Um, you know, we always say bringing the booze to you, but now you're gonna be able to come to the booze very soon. Really? Are, are you gonna be able to announce this or we have to wait? We're gonna have to wait. <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> we always love a tease. And I wanted to share with um people who are watching yeah. too or listening, booze and bubbles, it doesn't necessarily have to be booze. Absolutely. Yeah, we do mocktails. Like, oh, oh my god, we love mocktails. I just did a mocktail concussion for Neiman Marcus Tampa Bay. But Neiman Marcus Tampa Bay is only one Neiman Marcus. But <laughs> um, so for but Neiman, their for their big yeah, fashion show yeah. and they give back to charity. Absolutely. And we everything. were just there on Saturday for their Galentine's event and we served a strawberry cucumber refresher. Delish. Oh, so good. Delish. Oh my well, I wanted to point that out because if there's, you know, maybe some moms or dads out there and they want to do a birthday party or a party for Absolutely. kids. You know, what's, you know what's really funny? Tell me. <laughs> we do a lot of kids party and the parents go, we're not hiring you for the kids. <laughs> we're hiring you for us. Like the adults need some time. <laughs> the kids just get the little small juice boxes and <laughs> they hire us for the booze. They're like... Hey, just go over there. Don't don't go to the truck. They tell them, don't walk to the truck. There's nothing over there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if we, in, or, for someone to find you, yes. what is the best way to find you and book Boozy? <laughs> to, to book my girl. <laughs> um, so to book Boozy, of course, you can visit our website at theboozeandbubbles.com. Um, primarily, we're on, we're on Instagram. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't really know how to use Facebook. It's very confusing. <laughs> We have our page, but it's so confusing. I'm like, it's so much going on. Like, I don't know what to do here. But you can find us at on Instagram at booze and bubbles with two S's. <clears throat> two S's. I had to repeat two it. For the, I had to yes. say it for the people in the back. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can find us there on our website and we have a prompt response time and we welcome everyone. Um you know, and that's it. Like, that's just that's just boots and bubbles. I really, you don't understand. I really love our business because it drives my creativity and people people trust us with our creativity. And I think that what really, that's that's what really draws me to my business more and more because although I'm not studying diseases and saying, hey, watch out for these underlying factors mm-hmm. for, you know, diseases, but I am making people happy. I am fixing a, a, a short-term problem. Right, and you're doing it with yeah. passion. Yeah, you're doing, doing it with, with passion. passion, and this is this is your passion. Yeah. So, s- such compliments and cheers to you, CJ. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us Absolutely. on Unlocking Taffa Bay, you. and Happy Black History Month. You better say it again. <laughs> <laughs> we are delving deep and continuing our celebration of Black History Month here on Unlocking Tampa Bay, and who better? to welcome then esteemed historian himself, Fred Hearns of the Tampa History Center. Sir, so wonderful to have you here. Well, I'm happy to be here and happy Black History Month. You know, I've got to say this job, though, at the History Center was planted decades ago, right? It's a dream for you to be at the History Center. Tell us all about that journey and what you guys are about. Well, I retired from the city of Tampa after 32 years. Uh, I was in grad school at USF. And then I got a call from C.J. Roberts, our uh, president and CEO at the Tampa Bay History Center. And it was one of the happiest days of my life because this is a dream job for me. Uh, I love every day. And, uh, you know, Black History Month Mm -hmm. is 12 months a year for me. 
one hundred percent. Yes. Tell us exactly what you what you do at the museum or the center. My title is curator of Black history, and so I assist with uh, soliciting and collecting items and objects that we have in our collection. Uh, many of them are on display in a new permanent exhibit, Travails and Triumphs, which tells the 500-year story of the presence of Black people here in Tampa Bay. So I help to put that project together, and I do a lot of public speaking, going mm-hmm. out to schools and for-profit as well as non-profit groups, uh, a lot of outreach. And we now have a new facility that I'm involved in managing along with Ashley Morrow, St. James at Encore, which is about a mile north of the Tampa Bay History Center. And we also do some programming up in Brooksville at Chinsegut Hill. So I'm sort of spread (laughs) out between those three locations, but most of my work is at the Tampa Bay History Center down on Channel Side, on Water Street in Channel Side. And I want to thank you, as you said, 32 years of service to the city of Tampa. So thank you so much for that. Your mother, though, I mean, what a trailblazer she is, right? She was, may she rest in peace. How she encouraged you to start your dream. Share with us your personal journey of, at USF. Well, I graduated from Middleton High School in 1966, and my mother had planned, I didn't know this at the time, but she had been planning for some time for me to go to USF, or sort of setting the stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was the only school I visited after high school, and at that time, there were very few black full-time students at USF. My freshman year, there were about 25 or 30 That's it, 25 or 30. 1966. And we would meet every Wednesday and talk about current events and what was going on in the country. Black power was raising its head Mm -hmm. at that time. And I remember when Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. I was a sophomore at USF. And the Jewish students, white students, Hispanic students, they all kind of embraced us. And I'll never forget that uh, camaraderie that we had in in the light of that tragedy. You know. And then you have seen, you have seen the city of Tampa evolve so much. So from that journey, I mean, I can't even imagine all the changes and the positive changes that you have seen. Can you share some highlights with us? During the days of segregation, we had different little pockets of ethnic groups. So there were black neighborhoods and there were Cuban neighborhoods and there were white neighborhoods and, you know, from time to time, we might cross the line and go over into another area of town if you were going downtown or whatever. But I pretty much lived in a black world. I mean, it was mm. almost like a, a village where uh, there were days and days that would go by sometime when I would only see black people. Isn't Bec- that something? Because of, I lived in a neighborhood that was all black. My school was all black, all mm-hmm. the students, teachers, mm-hmm. administrators. Uh, the only time sometime I'd come in contact with other folk is if I go to the corner store and maybe that was not owned by a black person. But other than that, you know, you lived in that segregated society. It was the way of life. And that's where my mother grew up. That's where I grew up through high school. And I didn't really start interacting with other groups until I got to USF. So when we talk about Black History Month, and of course, you know, it's a it's a, we celebrate it all across the country, Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, both born um, in this month of February. As you mentioned, we should celebrate every single day. So seeing Tampa and the progress we've made, what does that say? 
Well, it does say that we have certainly come a long way. And, you know, you can pretty much go as far as your money will take you as far mm -hmm. as living wherever you choose to live. One of the responsibilities I had with the city of Tampa was to enforce uh, the Fair Housing Ordinance. The city of Tampa has an ordinance uh, that covers employment, housing, and public accommodations. It says anyone can live, can shop wherever they choose to, regardless of their color or their national origin or sex or whatever. So we enforced that mm -hmm. law uh, during my 30 years with the city. And so I, I was very familiar with that. And I look around now and there are probably a lot less cases that uh, are filed because we do have true desegregation. But of course, you've got to have money to live in the, mm -hmm. the nicer areas. But that's the only restriction now. The law protects people. And, you know, we so appreciate Tampa. It's so inclusive of everybody. This is Visit Tampa Bay. So from a tourism aspect, how do you think that, um, how do you think we project globally? I think we project a, a wonderful image for people who are thinking about coming to this area. Uh, you know, just look at the Super Bowl that we just had. Uh, we, we've had, I think, four Super Bowls that we've hosted. And we're on the national stage. And then with the Buccaneers, mm -hmm. the Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Rays, I mean, we get a lot of national and international publicity. And uh, people see the, the, the skyline. They, they hear about the weather. Uh, they see our river walk. They learn about the, you know, I hear people talk about Ybor City. And I'm wondering, what do they know about <laughs> Ybor City? People know about Ybor City. They know about Tampa. And they know about a lot of things that when you live here, you might tend to take for granted. But uh, what a place this is to live and work and, and retire to for people who maybe live where the weather is not so nice. Absolutely. It's so beautiful here. So you talked about your experience, too, with housing and everything you saw and the changes, the positive changes that we have seen. What about the businesses, Black-owned businesses? What would you say about that, Mr. Hearns? I think the Black-owned businesses, uh, for the most part, are growing. The number of Black entrepreneurs, uh, I think, is increasing from year to year. During the days of segregation, the vast majority of Black businesses were located either on Central Avenue, 22nd Street, 29th Street, or Main Street. Mm -hmm, I mean, that's mm -hmm. pretty much where all of the Black businesses were located on those streets or in those communities because that's where Black people lived. Now, we live everywhere. And so you find businesses in the eastern part of the county, many I've never heard of before, but uh, as well as the, the inner city core and uh, in the northern part of, of Hillsborough. And look at the growth in South County. So we, we just, there are many opportunities, mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. just in the inner city, but people have branched out and they're opening businesses everywhere. And a lot of folk are moving here and opening businesses, not necessarily, you know, people who lived here their whole lives because the opportunities are here. So through everything you've seen and all your experience, and I know there must be a lot, but do you have a favorite business or a favorite must-go-to spot? Uh, I have a few. Uh, one of them, it's it's not a uh, location per se, but uh, Blue One Transportation, mm -hmm. uh, an Afro-Hispanic 
gentleman owns the business, and I guess they've been around maybe 15 years or so. Uh, tremendous, tremendous growth of that business from, I think he started with maybe two vans, and now he has several buses, and they do transportation for all of the major hotels in Tampa to the airport. Uh, and I remember when I was I just retired, and I started doing Black History bus uh -huh. tours oh, and mm -hmm. Black History walking tours. And that's how I met the people at Blue One. And uh, they just were so helpful to me and just reached out and taught me so much about doing tours as a business. I'd been on tours as a customer, as a client. So I think a lot of the people who uh, work with the Black Business Investment mm -hmm, uh, Corporation, mm -hmm. uh, Al Lee, uh, they share their knowledge with people who are just getting in the business for themselves. And I hear that story over and over. So that's encouraging because you're going to need mentors. Anybody going into mm -hmm. a field that you want to grow in, you need people who've done it to reach back and, and give you a helping hand. So, you know, we talked about at the very beginning of the show on how this job was really a dream, you know, planted decades ago. And as you as you work at the History Center, what would you like people to know? I'd like people to know that black history is American history. And as you read about the history of Tampa and, and just about everything I can get my hands on that has to do with Tampa history, I love to read it. You can't tell the story of Tampa without including the story of black people who from the very beginning, back in the 1800s, when we began to form what is now the city of Tampa, black people have always made up about uh, 20 to 25 percent of the population of Tampa. So there have always been a, a large number of black people who've been right here, even during the days of segregation, when we could not uh, vote, we could not hold public office, we could not live certain places. There were many jobs that we could not hold because of uh, racism mm -hmm. and discrimination. And looking how you know we've come from that to where we are now, where, as I said, there are people who are doing wonderful things and uh, helping each other. So there are organizations that are set up to do that. So where would you like to see then Tampa go? What would be, what would be your dream? My dream one day, and this is my dream, would be to see sort of what has happened in our sister city, St. Petersburg, mm -hmm. to have a black mayor. Oh, one day before mm -hmm. I leave this earth, I'd like to see that. And I know there are qualified folk out there, and people have run for that position in the past. No one's really come very close. I'd like to see that, and I think we're ready. I'd like to see a black superintendent of public schools one day. Uh, and there's some other firsts I'd like to see. Anything, any other firsts you'd like to share? Those are, I think, the two at the top of my list because we have so many children in public school. Mm -hmm. uh, the school district uh, is, I think, the largest employer, probably the largest landowner in Hillsborough County with a, a tremendous amount of power. So while we've had blacks elected to the school board, we, we, we have not yet had a black superintendent and, as I said, a black mayor. I think those are two things, and a black sheriff. And a black sheriff. Of Hillsborough <laughs> County. We've had black police chiefs. A uh, former classmate mm -hmm. of mine, Benny Holder, mm -hmm. was the first black police chief in Tampa. So we've had several firsts. There's some others I'd like to see because leadership is so important in everything you do. 
And speaking of leadership, you share that you also have a wonderful history with the the leader of Visit Tampa Bay, President and yes. CEO Santiago Carrada. So I, I I would love for you to share some a memorable story with us. When Mayor Pam Aorio hired Santiago Carrada to work for the city of Tampa, I was a department head. I was head of the Department of Community Affairs. And we were one of, I think, about five departments that reported to him. Uh-huh. So we'd have weekly meetings. And what a wonderful experience it was to work for him. Uh, as I've said to, to many other people, I think that was one of the best decisions Mayor Aorio made was to bring Santiago on board. We got along great. Uh, there were some rough times that we went through. Some things were happening in the city where there was a little bit of tension involving uh, different ethnic groups. And we sail right through it because he's a listener. He likes to get uh, the other person's point of view. Uh, doesn't Never comes across as a dictator. Always makes, uh, I think, the right choice when he's got tough decisions to make. And I really enjoyed working with him. And I was that was one of the things that I was reluctant about when it came to retiring, because I I said I'll never find anybody else to work with like Santiago. And I'm so happy he stayed in the area. We didn't lose him. He didn't mm-hmm. go back to Miami. <laughs> he's still here in Tampa. And uh, I think he's just a great all around, all around guy. You know, I um, you know, he might say, gosh, the show is not about me, but it is about leadership and it is about the view that right. the world has on Tampa. So, sir, it probably does not surprise you that we are breaking records left and right mm-hmm. when it comes from a tourism standpoint. My fraternity, mm-hmm. Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated and the local Pi Iota chapter, we're bringing, I don't know, maybe 20,000 or more Omega men and their families to Tampa this June. Wow. This wow. June. Uh, Sherry Brown played a role uh-huh. in that in recruiting the Omegas to come. And there's a lot of competition. Cities all over the country want to have these grand conclaves. So we were scheduled to come here in 2020. COVID interrupted that. But we're here now in 2024. And so, uh, yes, we, we're going to be here many thousand strong. <laughs> I'm doing a tour at the History Center and some other places for some of the young people who are going to be coming uh, to the conference. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And for those who are watching, Sherry Brown is also, you know, an esteemed member here at Visit Tampa Bay. So what does that say that more and more conventions and big, big groups are coming to Tampa? Tampa is where the action is, and people are aware of that. Between the weather, the beaches... Uh, the sites, Ybor City, Bush Gardens, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays during football season, the Buccaneers. Uh, we have something for everybody. Uh, the Riverwalk, I think, has is, is played a major role mm-hmm. in people coming and staying downtown and visiting the, the area all along, you know, the Riverwalk, the restaurants, the convention center. So there's everything that you need to have uh, a successful convention or family reunion or whatever it is, we've got it here in Tampa. I know it's wonderful to see. So for people who are watching or listening about the Tampa History Center, if they want to come and, you know, uh, spend some time there, what is the what is the best way to do it? Well, the Tampa Bay History Center is at 801 Water Street in Channelside. We're right on the Riverwalk. We have a Columbia restaurant uh, in our building, so you can come there and we're open 
uh, every day except Christmas and Thanksgiving, I believe, wow. <laughs> from 10 to 5. So we're open seven days a week pretty much. And uh, the staff is there to, to greet folk who are coming in. We, upon request, we've done several private tours. Uh, I've got one later, later this week. Uh, we have uh, schools that come all the time and do tours of the History Center as well as adult groups. So uh, this is my third year working at the Tampa Bay History Center. And, you know, I'm loving it all, the experience. And I'm, we're growing and I'm, I'm just very happy for what we're doing in the, in the area downtown, Channelside, and uh, the older portion of downtown <laughs> that we're familiar with. So the Tampa History Center is located in such an amazing area. Can you just talk about the Riverwalk and and everything that you've seen and how it's grown? Yes, uh, the Tampa Bay History Center is actually celebrating uh, our 15th year at this location, 801 Water Street. We're right on the Riverwalk. So as you get near the end of the Riverwalk, uh, the southern uh, terminus of the Riverwalk, you'll see the Tampa Bay History Center right there next to Fort Brook, Cotonchobe Park. And uh, the city just finished uh, doing some work there at the park. So we now have a beautiful front lawn once again. <laughs> uh, we are open seven days a week, uh, Monday through Sunday, 10 to 5, uh, every day except Christmas and Thanksgiving. And we have special passes for groups. And again, Right there on the river walk, uh, you can actually catch the water taxi at our location. You know, speaking of passes, the Tampa Riverwalk Attraction Pass, I mean, that holds seven attractions. It's such a great deal. I wanted just to talk about that, you know, really briefly. Um, and with the History Center as part of that pass, just talk to us a bit more on how you have seen that area just explode. I mean, the hotels, the restaurants. I love the water taxi. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a favorite? Well, the Tampa Bay History Center is <laughs> my <course>. favorite. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, I mean, it's kind of difficult to sing a one out. But uh, yeah, the, I, I love the water taxi because it brings you to our mm -hmm. facility and uh, also the uh, the Florida Aquarium. Uh, we have... Uh, you're sort of in that same little area on Channelside Drive. You can walk from the cruise ship terminals down to our building in 10 minutes or less. And I think we kind of support each other because as people come in there, especially if they have a late flight, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. they've got maybe five or six hours before they have to be to Tampa International Airport. They're looking for something to do. And so we encourage them to walk down Channelside, go to the Riverwalk, and whether you realize it or not, the Riverwalk will take you to our building. Isn't that something? I yes. mean, there is, there's just so much to see. I feel you can't even get enough. Exactly. And again, with uh, the year-round weather, good weather that we have, even when we have what we think is not so good weather, <laughs> it's good weather in most places. It's better than, than what you'll find in almost anywhere. So uh, there's never the wrong time to come because... You know, our facility, uh, again, it has something for everybody, from preschoolers all the way up to senior citizens. Uh, people love that building. And when they when they enter, uh, I, I think that they are prepared to see and learn about history. But a lot of the exhibits are interactive. So you're mm -hmm. actually involved in the learning process. Uh, so we, we just think that 
the Tampa Bay History Center has sort of set the bar high for other folk who want to uh, get in the history business in Tampa. There's room for other folk, but I think we do it uh, in a unique way. And, you know, by doing it in such a unique way and having such a strong history center, what does that say about tourism, too? Well, it says that, you know, people who who love to travel uh, and many uh, instances like to go to museums and like to learn more about, you know, the city that they're in and the state of the region and so forth. And we're the place for people to come to learn more about the history, the roots of this city. Uh, When I travel, when I go somewhere, of Mm -hmm. course, I'm a museum person now, so that's what I always look for. Uh, But if you appreciate art, if you appreciate culture, if you appreciate History, the Tampa Bay History Center, you know, again, is would be my first stop. And that's what I recommend to people, uh, because you're going to learn about the city beyond what you see now. Uh, Fifteen years ago, when the Tampa Bay History Center uh, opened its doors at its present location, Channel Side looked very little like what it looks like now. I so, know. So we were there to see all of that growth. And uh, so it's it's just a beautiful location, and people love coming down uh, to that site. You know, and I love, love that tip that you just gave all of us. That's the first stop whenever you make a trip is go to the history, go to a history center right. or go to, you know, a museum about right. the city. And yes, strong sense of pride, sir, that we have a great history center here. Absolutely. <laughs> well, as we wrap up our conversation and we celebrate Black History Month. But again, we should be celebrating it every single day. Do you have any final words on Black History Month? Black History Month, again, is something that I I think that we put special emphasis on, and that's appropriate. But we have spread out the activities that we do 12 months a year. We Every month, there's something that we're doing uh, as far as outreach or people coming to the Tampa Bay History Center so I'm asking people, don't just wait until February <laughs> to celebrate Black history. Uh, there is di- uh, diversity everywhere you look, and people want to share their history because when there's shared history, there's growth. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all should be looking forward to, growing in our knowledge and our appreciation of everybody because everybody has contributed. Well, you have followed your dream, esteemed historian, Fred Hearns, you truly are a Tampa Bay treasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if you want to uncover more gems in Tampa, just head to visittampabay.com. On behalf of President and CEO Santiago Carrada, I'm Serena Fazan, and you've been watching Unlocking Tampa Bay.